takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does now include YouTube. So definitely check us out on there. We have got a lot to discuss on today's episode. The Islanders making some line changes in practice on Monday that are worth discussing, and we'll talk how that's going to affect players like Matthew Barzal and changes to the top line. We'll also have a full preview of tonight's game at the UBS Arena against the Philadelphia Flyers, and we have a forward from the mid-90s as our Islanders' birthday of the day. We'll also talk a little bit more about Clark Gillies on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a topic you'd like us to talk about, or a a comment on something that we did say on the show, feel free to email us, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, and that'll include tonight's game against the Flyers. So I'll provide instant insight and analysis, and always great to interact with fans during the game and really any time. So definitely check that out, and uh, great to talk to people on Twitter uh, during Islanders games and really any time at all. The Islanders uh, had some interesting moves in practice on Monday, and this one is kind of a little unexpected. Now, keep in mind, this these line combinations do not include Anthony Bevilier, who was held out of practice as a, a, just a maintenance day is what was basically announced. But here is the lineup. You had a top line of Matthew Barzal, Kiefer Bellows, and Josh Bailey. Nelson, Lee, and Zarnick were the second line. Pajot, Parise, and Wallstrom the third. And then you had the identity line together, Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck. So those were the four lines. Now, first observation. Oliver Wallstrom back in the lineup. Now, Wally was benched. He had been in a little bit of an offensive slump, and we mentioned on the show on Monday about how Barzi had some issues in his own zone against Arizona. Pretty bad giveaway, so they sat him against the Maple Leafs. The impression I get was that 
Barry Trotz was trying to send a message to his young player, more than it was that, you know, there is no future for Oliver Wallstrom. The thing about young players, and I don't think this is changing anytime soon, they tend to be a little bit less consistent than older players, and Wallstrom is no no different. You know, eight goals, 16 points in 31 games, but he's been cold lately offensively, and we had we talked we talked about that giveaway. Still leading the team right now, however, with 85 shots on goal. And, you know, to me, you got to have Oliver Wallstrom in the lineup more often than not. In fact, I would like him out there almost every game. But uh, interesting trivia question, by the way. Who is second on the Islanders in shots on goal right now? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Okay. Noah Dobson. Noah Dobson, second on the Islanders with 78 shots on goal, followed by Matthew Barzal and Anthony Bevilier. So uh, interesting to see that Dobson is second on the team in shots. But anyway, Wallstrom should be back out there. Uh, And now the other question becomes, when you look at this, if Anthony Bevilier is going to be back in the lineup, does he replace Austin Zarnick on the second line? Does he fill in on the first line where Kiefer Bellows is? You know, I don't mind having Bellows on a line with Barzal. I think there are advantages to it. You have the physicality and the size of Bellows and his willingness to shoot the puck, which certainly would be something that would benefit Barzy. But I mean, isn't that really what Anders Lee does? So I sort of wonder why they're separating Barzy and Lee. Bailey on the top line, again, his passing. When Bales is on, it makes sense to put him on a line with somebody who could put the puck in the net, whether that would be uh, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, uh, Wallstrom, Bellows, whoever it is. But again, you know, the issue for me is this. Matthew Barzal, top line center, unquestionably the most dangerous player with the puck on the Islanders roster offensively. He needs a little bit more stability. Now, Barzal and Lee have been a twosome uh, on the same line for a few years now, and I think they work very well together. But that third one, you know, you've had Palmieri. Last year, you had Uncle Leo for part of the year. Um, Obviously, you know, different players have been in and out of that lineup as the third player on that top line. But now, if you're going to have Bellows and Bailey on either side of Barzal, or maybe Bavillier uh, in place of either one of those guys, it's just, uh, to me, at this point, in order to maximize Matthew Barzal, you need to get a little bit more continuity as to who is on his wing. And even if it's Lee, Barzal, and fill-in-the-blank, you know, a lot of teams in the modern NHL used to be you had lines that stuck together in threesomes. You know, even the name of the Islanders' top line when it was Trottier, Gillies, and Bossy back in the, in the dynasty days, the trio grand, you know, that was a line. Um, and they would stay together for longer periods of time. Now it's more duos. 
And that duo for the Islanders has been Barzal and Lee. And then you substitute in a third. Uh, there are exceptions. Ezekiel Martin and Clutterbuck, certainly an exception. The bin B line for the Islanders of uh, Bailey, Nelson, and uh, Bailey, Nelson, and Bavillier has been an exception. But overall, to me, one thing that I want to see from Barry Trotz going forward is a little more continuity for Matthew Barzal to maximize his offensive output. And that means a little more consistency with who he plays with. Now, look, this team is struggling to score. They've struggled to score for years now. And they don't need to score five or six goals most nights to win. But they do need at least three. And to get there more consistently, you have to maximize the potential of your best players. And let's face it, Matthew Barzal is certainly on the short list of the Islanders' best players. Be interesting to see, uh, again, when Anthony Bavillier comes back, where he fits in. And uh, also, you know, we still don't have Kyle Palmieri. Don't know that he'll be back for tomorrow's game against Philadelphia, or tonight's game against Philadelphia. We've got more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll preview that game at the UBS Arena tonight against the Flyers. We've also got our Islanders birthday of the day and some more thoughts on Clark Gillies. All of that and more on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and they've got a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON, that's one word, LOCKED ON, to get started. And just for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, so check out Bet Online where the game starts. Islanders set to take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Third meeting with the Flyers in, what, eight days? Not bad because the Flyers continue to struggle and the Islanders are hoping to be able to take advantage of that fact. Philadelphia continuing to find ways to lose hockey games. And, you know, they're playing... I'm recording this Monday evening. They're playing the Dallas Stars in Philadelphia that game is 1-1 right now after two periods. But that, you know, Philadelphia trying hard right now to end that losing streak. As of right now, depending on the outcome of that game, Islanders and Flyers both have 34 points. But the Islanders have seven games in hand on the Flyers. And by the end of uh, the game Monday night against Dallas, they will have eight games in hand. On the Flyers. Flyers struggling really on both sides of the ice. They are 26th in the league in goals scored, 26th in the league in goals against. Their power play, 27th with only a 15.8% success rate. The penalty kill, 21st with a 77.6% rate. 
Carter Hart and Martin Jones tend to be the goaltending duo. And look, realistically, because they are playing a back-to-back right now, whoever's in goal for the Flyers will tonight will most likely not be in goal on Tuesday. So we'll take a look at that and, and, and see how it sort of plays out. But the uh, Islanders right now probably not going to face uh, Carter Hart, who is in goal. So Martin Jones, the likely starter in this game tomorrow. And the Flyers, uh, again, you know, we saw them last week. The Islanders beat them twice. One of them was in overtime. There is talent on this team, but they just seem to be lacking a certain amount of cohesiveness. Some dangerous players still out there on the ice. Cam Atkinson leads the team with 15 goals. Claude Giroux, 19 assists and 33 points. Those are both high on the team. James Van Riemsdyk is the power play goal scoring specialist. He leads the team with six. Claude Giroux has 11 points on the power play. And Keith Yandel from the point, very effective. A lot of familiar names. This is a team the Islanders have played an awful lot over the years. And look, here are the line combinations from the Flyers in uh, the Monday night game against Dallas. The top line, Claude Giroux, James Van Riemsdyk, and Cam Atkinson. Scott Lawton now centering the second line with Oscar Lindblom and Travis Konechny on either side of him. Morgan Frost is the third line pivot. Gerald Mayhew to his left, Maxwell Willman to his right. And then Jackson Cates centers the fourth line. Nick Sealer and Zach McEwen are his wingers. On defense, Ivan Provorov and Justin Braun are the top pair. Travis Sanheim and Erasmus Ritzelainen are the second defense pairing. And then Cam York and Keith Yandel are the third. On the power play, Giroux goes back to the point on both the uh, on the first power play unit, along with Provorov, with Atkinson, Van Riemsdyk, and Konechny up front, and then Morgan Frost, Zach McEwen, and Oscar Lindblom up front on the second unit with Yandel and York playing the point. Again, Carter Hart and Martin Jones are the goalies. Right now, Samuel Morin, Ryan Ellis, Nate Thompson, the former Islander, Sean Couturier, Joel Farabee, and Kevin Hayes all on IR, while Patrick Brown and Wade Allison are listed as out. So, Keep an eye on that, and if we get any updates, we'll let you know via Twitter. The Islanders will have an advantage. They will have had two days off while the Flyers are playing in a back-to-back. It's not a long road trip, but the Flyers do have to come up from Philadelphia. No flight involved, so, you know, it's just a little bus ride or car ride or uh, train, whatever it is they're going to take, probably a bus, to get from Philadelphia to the UBS Arena. But the, the big thing about the Flyers right now is just how long it's been since they've won. And defense has really been their bigger issue. It's team defense. And the Islanders need to be able to take advantage. And look, right now, for the Philadelphia Flyers, they are pressing. They are doing all the things that, you know, the Islanders were doing. Uh, when they were going through that 0-8-3 slump. And look, how bad is it right now for the Philadelphia Flyers? They have not won a hockey game in the year 2022. 
Their last win was back on December 29th against the Seattle Kraken. Now, that may change tonight, depending on the outcome of that game against Dallas. But, you know, you, you, you have gone right now four weeks, roughly four weeks, without winning a hockey game. And, you know, that just makes it really, really difficult uh, for Flyers fans. Their last few games, a loss at Buffalo, a loss against Columbus at home, lost two losses to the Islanders, a loss to the Rangers, a loss to the Bruins. The list goes on. But it seems like even struggling teams right now have been getting the best of the Philadelphia Flyers. And again, what the Islanders need to do, we knew that the game against Toronto was going to be a big challenge, but the Islanders need to come out and really play their style of hockey. And if they beat the Philadelphia Flyers, they can move possibly past Philadelphia and New Jersey in the standings and be one point behind Columbus again coming into the, the action with five games in hand on the Blue Jackets. So opportunity is there. We talked about the importance of these rest of the schedule between now and the All-Star break, all at home for the New York Islanders. You have got to beat teams like the Flyers when they're down and take advantage of them. And uh, the Islanders have a chance to do just that. And you look ahead at the schedule right now. L.A., Seattle, Minnesota, and Ottawa. Those are the remaining games after the Philadelphia game tonight. Hopefully, the Islanders will get that done. And, and, and out of those remaining five games uh, left on the schedule, if the Islanders can go, let's say, 3-1-1 one, and one in those five or better, they'd be sitting pretty, uh, not sitting pretty, but right back in the thick of a hunt to move up in the standings and get back into the playoffs. When we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a forward from the mid-90s, see if you can guess who it is. All that and a little more on Clark Gillies coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we're going to wish a very happy 58th birthday to former Islanders center Bob Sweeney, the Boxborough, Massachusetts native. How Massachusetts is this guy, right? Bob Sweeney from Boxborough, Mass. Went to Boston College, spent four productive years there, including a 32-goal campaign in just 44 games. Drafted in the sixth round by the Boston Bruins back in 1982. Makes his NHL debut for the Bees in 86-87, stays there until the 91-92 season. After that, he's off to Buffalo, then to the Islanders for the 95-96 season. Played 66 games for the Isles, 6 goals, 12 points, and 59 penalty minutes. Then played for Calgary uh, for the end of the 95-96 season, and then ended up finishing out his NHL career one year in the IHL, which was a minor league back in 96-97, and then off to Germany, where he finished his career from 97-98 all the way to 2000-2001. For his NHL career, uh, 639 games played for Bob Sweeney. He scored 125 goals, 288 points, 799 penalty minutes, Add 103 playoff games, pretty impressive numbers there, 15 goals 
and 33 points in those. You know, only a couple of seasons with more than 100 penalty minutes, but Sweeney, more of a defensive-oriented two-way center. He could put the puck in the net, had a 22-game goal seasons for Boston, 21-goal season for Buffalo, but more of a two-way guy who would win face-offs, kill penalties, be physical, and play that style of hockey. We're going to go back and look at what was unquestionably his most productive game as an Islander, Halloween night, October 31st, 1995, at the Miami Arena. The Islanders in their fisherman jerseys taking on the Florida Panthers. Tommy Salo is the goalie for the New York Islanders, while uh, former Islander Mark Fitzpatrick out there to get the start for the Panthers. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first, just four minutes and 32 seconds into the game. Brian McCabe, his first of the year, unassisted, makes it one to nothing Islanders. But Mick Vakoda uh, off for roughing and Brian McCabe off for hooking. Islanders down two men and Gord Murphy makes them pay his third from Johan Garpenlov at 839. That tied the game. Then Ziggy Palfi answers for the Islanders on their power play. Rhett Warner in the box for hooking, and Palfi gets his fourth from Travis Green and Matthew Schneider at 15.50. Islanders up 2-1 to one after one period. Panthers tie it in the second. Jeff Smith, his first from Bill Lindsay and Scott Mellenby at 4.29, but the Islanders' power play answers again. Tom Fitzgerald, an ex-Islander, in the box for tripping. You know why there were so many ex-Islanders, by the way, on this Panthers team? Who was the first GM? Who built the Florida Panthers in their early years? Bill Torrey, the Hall of Fame architect of the New York Islanders. So that's why you see a lot of familiar names on the, the Panthers roster. Anyway, uh, so with that penalty power play, Alexander Cmac his third. Kirk Muller and Scott Lachance with the assists at 7-11. And the Islanders have a 3-2 lead. Then our Islanders' birthday of the day, Bob Sweeney gets his first of the year. Marty McGinnis and Dan Plant with the assist at 18:33. Islanders up four to two after two, and it looks like everything is easy. But the Panthers mount a third period comeback in this game and make things very interesting. Matthew Schneider off for cross checking, and just 57 seconds into the third, Jason Woolley is second. Rob Niedermeyer and Scott Mellenby with the assist. And then with two minutes and one second left, Woolley scores again, this time at even strength. Tom Fitzgerald and Brian Scrudland with the helpers again, 17.59, the time of the tying goal. We go to overtime, but in the extra session, Bob Sweeney, our Islanders' birthday of the day, second of the game, second of the season, Kirk Muller, Dennis Vasky with the assists at 3.56 of overtime. Islanders end up winning this one by a score of 5-4, to four, and a nice performance right there for Bob Sweeney. Two goals on two shots on goal. He was a plus one, both his goals coming at even strength, and of course the overtime goal was the game winner. Tommy Salo only had to make 17 saves to get this win. This was the dead puck era at its worst, folks. Islanders out a shot by the Panthers, 21 to 19 
in this game. John Van Beesbrook, another former Islander, by the way, replaced Mark Fitzpatrick late in the game and gave up the game-winning goal in overtime. So uh, at the end of the day, Islanders with a 5-4 to win, and Bob Sweeney with a two-goal performance, including the overtime game winner. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him a very happy 58th birthday. Some more thoughts on Clark Gillies and his passing. And I I, I guess, you know, the thing to me about Gillies was that, you know, he was so big and so tough and so talented on the ice that for me as a kid, he seemed indestructible. And it really was heartbreaking to learn of his passing, but yet off the ice. And I met him a number of times, interviewed him a few times, spoke to him. Funny guy, generous with his time, generous in the community, and he really, really will be missed. And we will have uh, a little bit more on Clark Gillies later on this week because uh, just really still shocked by his passing at the age of 67. We will be back tomorrow. We will have our key takeaways from the game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Very important that the Islanders... Uh, get these two points as the they continue this pre-All-Star game homestand. I want to thank everyone once again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, Let's go Islander.